If there's ever a time to be a climate entrepreneur, um, now is the time. 40% is the average cost reduction. You, you get paid back uh, you know, within, within a year, basically, of when you install them. Any and all of it has become immensely more profitable just in the last month and a half. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Impact Studios podcast series here at the University of Michigan's Ross School of Business. I'm your host, Jerry Davis, faculty director of the Impact Studio, where we harness design and business acumen to create equitable, sustainable solutions for organizations. Creating a business today requires a radically different set of activities than it did even 10 years ago. Today, my guest is Franz Hochstrasser, CEO and founder of Raise Green and former Obama appointee on energy and climate. Franz, thank thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I wonder if you could tell me what is Raise Green all about? Certainly. So um, Raise Green, we call the Climate Investment Platform. uh, And we started Raise Green uh, because... Millions of Americans, 195 million Americans, according to the Yale Program on Climate Change Communications, are either alarmed or concerned about the climate crisis. And that number is going up uh, every day, virtually. Uh, and, And they don't have something tangible necessarily that feels meaningful about doing something about the crisis. So what we created in Raise Green is a mechanism to say you can go beyond plastic uh, you know, or, or metal straws and you can go beyond um, you know, calling your congressperson and you can actually invest directly into climate solutions, whether they be early stage startup companies that are doing uh, climate tech um, uh, deployments or individual project finance companies like solar on the rooftop of a school. And you can use your money to uh, do good and make a return while you do it. Um, And then at the same time, we can be a marketplace for developers of clean energy projects or heroic entrepreneurs that are on the front lines of coming up with the solutions for the climate crisis uh, to help them structure uh, financing rounds, raise money, and do it in an inclusive way that uh, lets everybody invest. So folks can come to Raise Green uh, and invest as little as $100 directly into climate projects. Uh, and make the world a better place. Oh, fantastic. So as a, the ability to invest in the kind of enterprises you're describing was restricted to people who, who already had money. And so the innovation you're talking about is that I can invest in my neighborhood in small projects and in, in, in smaller amounts. Um, what, what is it that enabled this that wasn't there before, if you can say? Those frameworks for private investment have ever since 1934, been restricted to only accredited investors generally. Um, And that means people who make more than 200,000 a year or have more than a million in net worth. And in the US, that makes up less than 10% of the US population of people who have that amount of wealth. Uh, So the rest of us, 90% of folks, 90 plus percent, were barred from making those types of private investments. Uh, What changed in 2012, was the passage of the Jumpstart Our Businesses and Startups Act, or the JOBS Act, uh, passed through the US Congress, signed into law by President Obama. And that opened up uh, two different types of inclusive uh, investment. 
that, uh, that broke the sort of stranglehold of the wealthy on private markets. Uh, one of those is called Regulation A, uh, and those are for emerging growth companies. And then the other one is called Regulation CF, or Regulation Crowdfunding. And that, for the first time, um, allowed those non-accredited investors to come in on uh, private deals as long as they're listed through regulated platforms like Raise Green. Um, so Raise Green is an SEC and FINRA member funding platform that facilitates private market transactions between uh, any type of investor, accredited, non-accredited, or institutional, uh, with private businesses or nonprofits in the U.S. that are issuing securities. That's great. And are there technological innovations that enable these platforms that hadn't been there before? Yeah. So, you know, the, the, you know, the, the digital revolution of, uh, you know, the, the modern day internet and information age um, has certainly uh, enabled the, uh, the clearance and settlement of trades in a way that uh, makes it easier to take more of those uh, with less uh, administrative burden effectively. Um, but also, you know, we've invested as a business in creating technology that um, gives the tools of high finance and uh, private developers to anyone who wants to use them. So instead, you know, we give them the ability to do that through our originator engine or through our platform um, so they can structure a compliant offering and raise money uh, from their community directly. Uh, if I'm a sort of community member or I run a neighbor, um, I chair a neighborhood association in Detroit, what are some of the most interesting kinds of green businesses that, that you might find or your investors might find to be uh, worth supporting? Uh, well, fantastic that you're doing work in the Motor City and, uh, you know, it, it's got a long legacy of entrepreneurship um, as well as some of the best uh, techno music in the world. Uh, so in I'm Detroit pizza, I got to say. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a fan. Um, Jay Dilla and Detroit Pizza. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, it's it's going to sound somewhat lame, but you know, solar in and of itself, I think, is is our it's the cheapest form of of energy. Um, we need to put it put it on the roofs and uh, vacant lots of, of virtually uh, every place we can. There's there's six hundred thousand commercial and industrial buildings in the U.S. that could have solar. And only about 3.5% of them do. Mm. So if I was looking at, at Detroit um, as an entrepreneur or someone wanting to make a big impact, I would say, how can I uh, you know, develop those sites as quickly as possible? Maybe work with um, the city or state government to access some of the American Recovery Program uh, Act dollars. Um, or, you know, and, and then because they, you know, the, at the community level, have a lot of money for workforce training. Um, they have a lot of money for economic development, and creating a solar project um, is done generally through project finance, which is starting a company that owns the project and sells electricity from it to a, a third party, whether that be the tenant or through community solar to multiple tenants. Um, or if it's a utility scale project, even directly to the utility company. Um, in, ter in terms of actual technologies, you know, I, I'm a big fan of passive houses. Um, I think, uh, you know, design firms that are putting that into design considerations for uh, buildings as well as residential units. 
And then, uh, boy, th there's a lot, but <laughs> the, um, I think also um, the there's about $10,000 available in tax credits alone uh, per U.S. household. And that's about $2,000 for a new heat pump, um, roughly $1,000 for a new electric stove um, or, or an induction stove, um, and then about $7,500 for a new electric vehicle. And I know not everybody has access to uh, financing to make the upfront payments to do those upgrades, but um, uh, you can still get a $4,000 uh, electric vehicle rebate on a used electric vehicle as well. So uh, those are some, some other areas to definitely sniff out. Yeah, that's super exciting. This has been the Impact Studio Podcast. Until next time, thanks for listening. This podcast was produced in collaboration with Glenn Pugala.